Handedly, we were able to get Texas and Oklahoma out a year early. That was a big deal for us, and I think all of you, okay? And coach, I'm not gonna put any pressure on you, but I'm gonna be in Austin for Thanksgiving, okay? And you better take care of business like you did right here in Lubbock last year, okay? Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> From the left hash mark, third down and four handoff. Baxter flips it back. Ewers throws. Downfield wide open. J.T. Sanders caught. Touchdown, Texas. How about a little trickeration for you? On first and goal, the deep back. Off play action. Ewers to throw it for Sweat. He caught it. Peace. How about the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year catching a touchdown pass? Bowen with a shotgun snap, back to throw, going deep down the middle. That pass is intercepted, picked up by Keaton Crawford, back deep. And Quinn with the snap, turns and hands it to Blue, breaks free at the 50. Actually, that's Keelan Robinson down the sidelines, 40, 30, 20. They said he stepped out of bounds, or did he? He did not. Touchdown, Texas. Keelan Robinson pulled up. That's a 57-yard touchdown run for Keelan Robinson. Mission accomplished for the Texas Longhorns. They have swept through the Big 12 Conference. The Texas Longhorns are the 2023, and for the last time in their school history, Big 12 Conference champions. Well, we missed you. It's been a while. But we are back. The Beaver Boys are here to not only break down what feels like a long, long uh, hiatus. We're going to make fun of Brett Yorwark. That's right. That's true. <laughs> but we are here to celebrate because, Joe, they said it couldn't be done. People had waited for years and years. And on, on top of that, years of mockery. But after... A solid almost 14 years. The Texas Longhorns in the farewell season of the Big 12. Something that we actually had kind of predicted going into the year. The Longhorns, Longhorned. And they freaking took the Big 12 title on their way out the door. So good riddance to everybody that is in this conference. And we will not remember you. And that's fine. The Longhorn. Fun fact: We scoreboarded. We scoreboarded every. We, we scoreboarded we sure every team. Did. We have. We have we won against every team. Every team. Every team. We scoreboarded, and you know what? We'll get into it later. We're gonna. We're coming to scoreboard Washington too, because this is a whole revenge tour. Okay, we we don't forget about last year either. So, it, buckle up, folks. But before we get into any of that, we got to start to where this kind of led us. In this point was where we kind of left off. Iowa State. There was a bunch of chirping going on. Yes, there was. That week. The, the, who was that? Bunch of chirping. Is offensive lineman dead yet? Because I would have killed myself, honestly. That dude. I that have no dude, idea where he's at. That, yeah. He was chirping. He was like, you know, what was it? What did he say? It's going to be a tough, tough night, senior night in Ames or whatever. Yeah, he, said, they, he was about to say, he's like, they don't know what's going to hit them over at night in Ames. It's going to be tough for them. You know, a bunch of five stars. Um, four stars, five stars, they get the nice things. Don't think their stuff don't stink. Uh, you know, Dude, you get the nicest stuff at Iowa State. Shut up. <laughs> well, what's so funny to me about that, before we even like get into this game, 
What's so funny to me is like Iowa State, like, and this is like back to the Brees Hall comments too, because Sark. I'm sure plenty of people have heard this by now. Maybe not. If you haven't, this Sark referenced the Brees Hall comments in the post conference when he was talking about five star players or five star culture. Brees Hall, when he was at Iowa State, had mentioned after they had beat us that the reason being is because Iowa State had this is Matt Campbell's popped off year. He said that the uh, that Iowa State had a five star culture and that always beats out five star players. And Steve Sarkeesian referenced that in his presser. He said, well, we got both now, so take some of that. And Texas goes into Ames in a very, very brutal game. That, By the way, just want to say, the Bevo boys were there. We were there. there 50-yard line, five rows up. We want to tell you how we got those tickets. It, it, right. But it was, it was unbelievable the amount of times we yelled at our good old friend Bert Auburn. I can't even remember. Bert, go to Bert, work. Go Bert. to work, Bert. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. You, it was, sit, you sit that yeah. low and you don't realize that the field goal guy, if he's on the other, he just jogs down the sideline, and then he I jogs know. back, and it's like, dude, that, take your take your lunch to work, dude. Like that's. I that's, mean, it's great. That man was ready, ready to go, and at the and, end of the day. And shout, out Mike and, shout out Mike and Cully. Mike and Cully are the guys that helped us with the uh, Oh, tickets. yeah, awesome. yeah, no kidding. I mean, like, we we had, we had like, good tickets already, like, totally fine tickets that we would have been plenty happy with. It was, it was, it was good, and it was, it was right where the, te- all the Texas fans were, so there's nothing wrong with them, but they had bought two extra tickets and couldn't sell them, and they were like, you know, with the charm that we have as us, as us two podcasters, by the end of the day, they were like, hey. We don't get them sold. You want to come sit with us? And we were like, "Don't mind if I do." And so we were able to sit. We we deserved to sing in that parking lot, looking for a tailgate for hours. (laughs) We needed to walk. We needed to walk a lot quicker. I'm sorry. We needed to. We uh, it worked out. It worked out. uh, Yeah, we sat in the parking lot for a while before we actually uh, indulged in the endeavors that we were planning to do. But they. Luckily, we were able to sit inside a like ring of pocket of of Texas fans, so it was a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, we were the last one standing. And why is that? Because Texas took down Iowa State twenty six to sixteen in their own house, and juicy wiggle and all. The oh my revenge God. tour against Iowa State was completed, and it was so nice because. Wow, did they talk a lot of trash coming into that stadium? It was annoying, but it was a Woo-hoo! it was a beat down. Oh my god, I don't even want to... You know, I was watching the video the other day. It's just like, couldn't believe that... Anybody that doesn't know, the Juicy Wiggle is there. Third, I guess, what is it? It's not even... What's the funny thing is, it's not even it like a third even to fourth, fourth quarter. Yeah, it was, it was I was just like, like, it's not even a transition. It just happened some, like, at the end, like, close to the end of the third. And it's the their Texas, synchronized all the Texas fans, all the Texas fans, thing. All the Texas fans around us were just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was really odd. Because, like, it's a... So, it's a, if anybody doesn't know... Um, it's a song that is from Red Foo, who back in the day was one half of LMFAO, the Party Rock Anthem Boys. And the song starts playing over the intercoms, and obviously they're showing the people on the Jumbotron. And we were just sitting there watching, and as the beat dropped, all of a sudden, in unison, 40,000 people just started doing this synchronized dance, and it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. And I think we were all not, we didn't expect it. It was weird. It was cultish. 
And we were all just kind of like, all right, I know we, it's we, time to get out of this we conference. Put a poll. We were like, we were like, it's time to wrap this up. We put a poll. We were like, is it worse than A&M Minute Rally? And A&M won still, of course, because that's just a cult. But it was close. This it was bad. really close. This, it was is really pretty, close. this is pretty bad. It was a rough, rough game. I mean, there was a – they played dirty. Texas had some injuries they had to deal with during the game. Xavier Worthy was one of those who was actually still dealing with that injury up until this point. But Texas, as they've done so many times this season, they pulled away at the end, Joe. They scored 11 points in that fourth quarter, and that was enough to get the victory 10 points over Iowa State. And gosh, they needed it because that's a game that Texas would have lost in the past because they had to re- – it was 6-3 to three at half, Joe. They, it wasn't the it was not the offensive firepower that this Texas team has been putting yeah. up, you know. Yeah. Now you know what was the offensive firepower the next week, Black Friday in the, Austin. Right. Which Brett also Yormark, Brett Yormark in the house wanted Tech to a, do what they did to <laughs> Texas last year in Lubbock, and it didn't it didn't go as well. It didn't go as planned. So fifty seven to seven, Texas wins that one, and it it was a blowout. They they were mad. They, you could tell they were mad because they played a complete game that day. So let me tell you, man. They after what are we were at that point at a at ten and one walking into that stadium that day. You would think the conference would have known already, but as Sark said in the locker room afterwards. I guess once again somebody had to f around and find out, and that's exactly what Tech did. They got completely embarrassed coming out. And quite honestly, Joe, I'm thinking about all the games this year. This is probably the only one that we did to the point where we beat them so bad that Tech quit. Tech quit during half. They came back out, and they they did not want anything to do with this game in the third and the fourth quarter. And that that was a glorious sight because – Joey McGuire, their head coach, had talked so much after that win last year about everything, how everything ran through Lubbock. There was so much confidence coming into the year. And then obviously in the touchdown club in Lubbock, Texas, uh, during it was like a luncheon or something, you know, Brett Yermark, like we said, made the comments about he's going to be there on Thanksgiving and he wanted them to take care of business. Was that good enough for you, Brett? How was that? Um, I don't know. So, man. And then what a what a great get going away party for for the Red Raiders. And it was good because he was also at the Big Twelve Championship game, where we played Oklahoma State. And I told you we scoreboard it. We <laughs> beat every Big Twelve team that was like old Big Twelve before they left before we left the conference. Every yeah. we have a win over everyone. Oklahoma, we're going with them, so it doesn't matter. But every other team we beat for the last time. So I just want to point that out. Big Twelve is going to remember us forever. But yeah, no. At the so big, are you more excited? The fact that we got to play Oklahoma State, or would you have rather still played Oklahoma? Well, we made the playoffs, the so it doesn't settled. matter, man. It doesn't matter now. Well, I know, but now that the dust has settled, which one would, would you like? Was it nice to get that win? Yeah, like you said, over you know the final like yeah uh, Big Twelve. I kind of wanted, wanted would that you the whole play time Oklahoma actually. Game? When I found out that was a possibility, I agree. Um, but yeah, no. So I agree. Big Twelve championship game in Austin, in Austin Arlington this past weekend, delegating with our good friend Megan Fancy Boots. And I was like, you know what? I have no, I have no money, folks. I just moved back from Nebraska. Fuck you, Nebraska! Oh, I had to get that out there. Sorry. Rock and roll. I had to get out there. I, and it's not the team; it's the state. The team's okay. They suck, but it's okay. I don't know. The team's, team's pretty, pretty bad, bad too. Okay. You can say but it, but it's, okay. it's not worthy bad. of an fu. Okay. The state, though. 
Golly. And I, I can say that now because, like, I don't, I don't have a job up there. So, fuck you, Nebraska. Fuck you. The people were... The, some of the people were... Fuck let's, you, mean people. Not go. the good life. Good life. Good life. I had to drive three hours to a Top Golf, you fuckers. Come on. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There I'm it sorry. is. I'm sorry. I knew it. I knew it. I'm sorry. But anyway, so... The amount of times that Joe's referenced the fact that there's a Top Golf in Omaha, you would think there's 50 Top Golfs in Omaha. <laughs> You would think you would think there's Omaha one. is the top golf capital. <laughs> there's of the one world. and it's three hours away. The amount away. of times he has name dropped there's the one top and golf. I know that it's three hours away. You know what else is three hours away? The zoo is three <laughs> hours away in Omaha too. Okay. So basically, yeah, it's a real, it's real nice. Basically, Craig would have been the only Bevo yeah. boy in a few years, honestly, if I'd stay there. Anyway, so back to the game. So I'm tailgating with Megan. I have no money because I moved, and I was like, "Well, Megan, you have a ticket." She was like, "Yeah, I got a ticket for 125 bucks." I was like. I have it. It when's the last time I'm gonna when's the next time I'm gonna go to a Big Twelve championship game, you know? Because Big Twelve cha- we're not in Big Twelve anymore. And they always play in the AT&T Stadium. Yeah, that makes a difference there. So I was like, fuck it, yeah, I'm gonna go. And that was the best that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. That was a great game. The, my gosh, dude, the second touchdown, the trickery was awesome to JT. Oh, oh, that's when like I was sitting, I was sitting there, oh, oh, I, I, oh touchdown. I could not right it was it was so amazing to see that team firing at all cylinders and coming into the game you know here we go again another team just needs to you know f around and find out i don't i don't know why that they keep chirping like they do i don't understand why teams continue i think they think that this is like this old texas but it's no longer anymore it's a big bad texas that's going to beat you in the mouth and they first of all one chip on the shoulder for ut was that the Big 12, I'm going to say it like this, flat-out snubbed Steve Sarkeesian for Coach okay, of the Year. No, I, think I, I, say, pur- I think they did I it on say, purpose. I will say, Mike Gundy, that Oklahoma State team did not have no business winning nine games. They had no business winning nine games. So I, I'm okay that Gundy won it. That team was supposed to, that was supposed know, to go man. four and eight. That I, team was supposed to go four and eight. Three and nine. Listen, we could have easily gone six and six, and we went twelve well, and one. No one expected that though. They were expecting Oklahoma State to go shit. So the fact that he got them to nine and three, good for you, Gundy. Good for you. And you just gave him. Yeah, a I mean, hey, he's got good hair too, so I, I, I'm okay with saying that. But anyway, so and Ollie Gordon. Ollie, oh God, also, bless him, if you didn't, if fine, let's say this. Let's say this. If you didn't have the, let's say the chip on the shoulder only fell on a few people when it came to coach not getting the. Getting the uh, coach of the year for the Big 12. But about an hour into pregame, everybody definitely had a chip on their shoulder after that because Ollie Gordon, which I can attest for because he was loud as all get out on those sidelines, Ollie Gordon was running down the sideline during pregame screaming, F Texas, F Texas. This is, by the way, this is the arguably the best running back statistically, not just in the Big 12, but in the nation. Running down really? the sideline saying that. Hell yeah, that's, yeah. that's what oh, I yeah. my fantasy football yeah. league. Yes. Good job, Ollie. There you go. Running down the sideline saying F Texas, F Texas. And uh, I think Texas took that personal going into the locker room before they came back out for kickoff. And I'm, I, I I guess they did because, man, Joe, we'll, we'll, we can dissect this game a little bit now that this has just happened the other day. But Texas ends up not just winning – but making a statement in which they had to, they got, you asked for style points, you got them. Texas wins 49-21.
And dare I say, I think I was after they took the foot off the gas. They took the foot off the gas after halftime too. Well, they definitely did, and they oh man, they could have scored seventy. And I think when we walked into halftime, I had texted you guys this. I said, "Don't look now." I think Steve Sarkeesian might have just coached his best half of his entire career. That man was pulling rats out of a habit that a hat that I have never rabbit out of a hat that I've never seen. We just mentioned it. JT Sanders. Um, the first touchdown was great. Um, what else we got? Oh, I didn't. How about this one? The new the 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 Heisman that should be in New York. Tavondre yeah. Sweat is a receiver. Oh, y'all. big man touchdown. How about some Love of that? Big man touchdown. Woo. Big man tutties. Uh, it was just that first half, isolated alone. We could talk about it. Was I was like okay. This team, this team's got the goods. And Quinn Ewers, not only was Steve Sarkeesian playing, his, I mean, coaching his best game. Dare I say, Quinn Ewers? That was best game. And it was a bad interception. I understand that. But four hundred fifty-two yards. Right, yeah. that was his best that was game. Best game. And he needs to leave now. So, arch time, arch time. Oh. <laughs> but no, he he played he, he played um, a great game. And they Malik yeah. was one for one for twelve yards. It's bad. He's going to transfer. But um, yeah. So, but no, Keelan Robinson. But like, here's the, the thing about yeah, that's fine. T.J. Baxter, Jaden Blue picked up the slack. I mean, Keelan Robinson had two touchdowns. That's incredible. Oh, he played arguably his best game. This is something that we haven't seen Texas do in a while, and this is why uh, I'm very confident going in to hopefully these last two games, but definitely this this next one on December 1st, is that it always felt like at least for these past decade during this, like, I guess the worst era of Texas football, whatever you want to call it, that every time the Texas like really needed something to happen, like they really needed to play a good game. They really needed to win this game by so much. They'd always squander the moment. And that is the opposite of what happened on Saturday. Uh, They, they completely dominated. They dominated Alan Bowman. They dominated Ollie Gordon. On the offensive side, Keelan Robinson had his best day. C.J. Baxter ran for really good yards. Jaden Blue was having a lot of fun. Uh, like you said, Jatavion, like he caught a touchdown. Quinn Ewers had his best day. I mean, everybody was going nuts. I, I had never, I had not seen anything like that from a Texas team in quite some time. And that's kind of when I realized, oh, wow, no, these guys are actually like Really, really, really good. Arguably maybe the best team right now in the entire country, dare I say. I was so impressed by what these what these guys did. And also, like I think the biggest point of the game, Joe, was big bag Ollie Gordon. Once again, another rusher held to thirty-four yards on thirteen carries, two point six average. Devondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, and the crew had this man slamming his helmet down after all that chirping on the sideline at the beginning of the game. Had this man slamming his helmet down midway at halftime and then left the game five minutes to go. I mean, completely took his soul. It was so cool to see. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, Ellie Gard, he was he was getting pissed because he was like, "Oh shit, I can't back this up now." Damn it! Like, I've been there. I've been there before, and um, it's it fun. Was, it's fun. It's yeah. it sucks when you're the guy talking shit and then you can't back it up. But I mean, for Texas, uh, I had a big. 
So I'm tired. Uh, but uh, it had to be a good feeling. Yeah, that's what exactly the Oklahoma State like. offense looked it had like. Good, it had to be a good feeling for Texas defense. So, I mean, they held they held Iowa State to nine yards. They held um, they held uh, nine yards rushing. They held they held Texas, Oklahoma State right, to thirty one yeah. yards rushing. I mean, that rush defense is the best in the nation, hands down. I'll put them up against anybody. Blake Corum, come at me. I'll put them up against anybody. Yeah, well, see, the thing I'm is, Pete Penix is a thrower, and I'm scared with our secondary. I know that's and that's then that's that's the scary thing. But you know, I I here's my hope is not to get too far into the game yet. I hope Ryan Watts comes back, which the guy that we gave Stooge awards to last year is now the guy that I'm depending on. Shows you the unbelievable trajectory this team has had over the course of eight months. So it, it, I, I, I am putting my faith in Ryan Watts that over a month he will be, because he almost came back on Saturday, that he'll be back and that they will be able to at least, uh, I get, I don't want to say, I don't think they're going to shut down, but manage the backfield. But I'll put that defensive line up against anybody. They want, they, they, they've, they played great again and they've allowed, they've made teams, to have to completely change their game plan for weeks now. Everybody's cut. Uh, Kansas State was a big proponent of this. A really good example. Had to completely change their game plan. Tech completely changed their game plan. I mean, that is how dominant Byron Murphy, Devondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, uh, who, uh, Anthony Hill is coming into his own right now. You know, Yo, Malik, Muhammad's, Malik Muhammad's up there. All these guys are. Woo, they're starting to come in. Those freshmen, man, they're really starting to impose their will, and it's it's changed. It's changed a lot of people having to, having to, and there goes Trevor. Yeah, and I was about to say. I was about to say. That's my uh, Did you see that? That is unfortunate. Back to the podcast. Uh, so that's a, all. These freshmen coming in have been doing a great job, and they've made a lot of teams have to change the way that they play their games. I'm just I, – I could not believe that at the end of the half, Texas was up 35-7, to seven and it didn't even look like – it could have easily been 42-7. As I say, I know, we could have cracked 50 if Burt would have made – the one time Burt doesn't make a field goal. Oh, my God. We could have cracked 50. But this team had to leave no doubt to the college football playoff committee – that's exactly what they did. They came out and Steve wasn't messing around, man. He was like, "We're going to, we're going to get our style points, and we're going to make sure that we leave this conference on the highest note possible." And I'm just so proud of this team because, wow, there's a lot of guys that dealt with the five and seven. We are two years ago, Joe. We lost to Kansas, a Kansas that's not this Kansas, and it was bad. And then last year, it's a little better, but it's not what we wanted. And then we came into this year saying, "Well." He has the goods. He has the team. Can he do it? And if he can't do it now, when's he ever going to do it? And the man is doing it right now. He's completely changed this team and this culture. And this, fr- frankly, he's, he's changed this entire program for years to come. Because for the first time in a while, you can say that the guys coming in next year are better than the ones that he has right now. He has completely stacked this roster. And... Man, Steve's. The, I think Steve's the guy officially. I think we have to say it. Not that we didn't believe it before, but 
is very it, it's obvious, obvious now. And now we go that well okay we win the big 12 for the last time and dude yomar couldn't get a word out he could not get a word out it's just a boozer <laughs> oh no you couldn't hear you couldn't hear because they booed him so bad and i want to say that everybody that's dogging us for saying sec that's not a conference pride thing. I promise you, we will not be chanting SEC next year. Homeboy just needed yep. to know. Okay, that's why we were doing it. He just needed to know that. that, that yeah, that that was the play. That was a whole. That was for Brett. That was only for Brett. That wasn't a conference pride thing. It's because he made those comments. So everyone's like, "Oh, Texas said they would never be." Like that, like A and M when they chant SEC. Trust me, we're not going to be. Yeah, that exactly. was a one-time. So, um, but yeah, no. So we're going to the playoff somehow by the grace of God. We're playing number two Washington. We remember last year at the Alamo Bowl. Uh, no, no Roshan, no Bijan. It Washington the TPS, but Vegas. Look at Vegas this year. Look at Vegas. Vegas has us yep. favored by four, and ESPN has us winning sixty-eight percent. They sure do. They love this. They love this team. And uh, I before before we even before we even get to a little bit of this matchup, I the one of the biggest elephants in the room, Joe. One, we we didn't know Texas would get in. I had a pretty good feeling after either Alabama lost or won, or let's say Florida State had lost that Texas would get in. We needed one of the dominoes to fall. We also needed Oregon to fall, and that one did happen the day before. But once Alabama lost, I said, okay, we now we have the resume, the head-to-head. We have enough to get in here. And I thought for pretty much the entire night and the morning before they started that this team would be fourth place, and I was totally content with playing Michigan because oh, yeah, I think 100%. Texas would match up great against Michigan. Uh, you know, because they like, the, they like the run, and we're really good at stopping that run. And... To my surprise, I think a lot of people's surprise, Texas not only made the freaking playoff, Joe, for the first time ever, they came in at number three. They sailed, they, they jumped a spot. You know, they're, they're one spot clear of missing that line. And the biggest controversy is the fact that, yes, Alabama, who everybody was trying to discredit that win, by the way, about how Alabama just wasn't really who they are anymore. They're not very good. Ended up making the 14 playoff over an undefeated 13-0 ACC champion in Florida State who does not have George Travis. So your thoughts on the fact that Alabama got that nod over an undefeated Power 5 um, conference champ? Should. Where are you well, at Well, here's the thing. No George Travis, that team would have gotten smoked by Michigan. That would have been very ugly. And I think the committee started realizing they're sick of ugly semifinals. Like, this is the less of a chance for an ugly semifinal. So... That's why they put. That's why they put Bama. I'm, just I'm so, sorry. I'm sorry. If Jordan Travis yeah, didn't get hurt, they're I'm, in at four. They're in at four easily. They beat Louisville by thirty instead of ten or whatever they beat them by. That's it, and they score more than thirteen points. By the way, the Louisville performance is pathetic. Thanks for nothing. I just, I, I think we gotta be very careful about basically sending a message to a team saying especially a power five team. Oh, you handled all your business. You did everything you possibly could. You won everything that was in front of you. Sorry. It wasn't good enough. You did everything you could, but you fell short somehow. I think it's just dangerous because it it, it just kind of shows that this, the best four team thing, not to get too deep into the conversation, but how, how 
I, I know, I get it. Like Alabama is better than Florida State. But at the same time, I'm sure there's people that think Georgia's better than Alabama still. And so I'm sure some people even think Ohio State's better than Alabama. And meaning what I mean by that is that it's a very opinionated thing. How I mean, who, how can you say who's the best four teams? It's all basically an eye test, really. And like I just don't know if that's the way we need to go about how you pick teams to have a chance to play for college football's most prestigious prize. But that's that's what they're doing right now. And thank God they're expanding because, man, I I really feel bad for Florida State because they they literally they couldn't do anything else. And I just think that it's it's a slippery slope. We're going to go down because if we're reacting to TCU, I think that's unfair, too. I think if a team goes undefeated. If Texas was the team that went undefeated and won the Big 12 and got left out, I'd be just as upset. I think that that should be more than enough. I think being 13-0 and proves that you're also very, very good. So, they I, – I, that, and that's, see, that's the thing is that they really – they only really played like and an the, LSU the team season. that – even at even even then, yeah, and even then, the LSU team is not all that great, and it's so tricky because no, they didn't play the best schedule. And did Alabama honestly play the best schedule? I mean, it was better, but it wasn't the best. It was pretty good. But the fact of the matter is, they went thirteen and zero. So where do you where do you toe the line? It's just blurry, and I think that's why it's just it's just good that we're going we're extending we're extending this playoff next year because. Outside after twelve, I mean, you can't really. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna have an argument that like teams thirteen through sixteen have a shot at actually winning this whole. So, thing. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, I don't want to look forward to. I mean, expansion will be great, but I also think this will be shit. So, all right, let's get this tail of the tape here. Michael Pex, shooter is recently scored in New York. He's got four thousand yards throwing, thirty-three touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Um. Derek Johnson, I don't know. It says D Johnson. I don't feel like clicking on it. So, Dontavious, Dontavious, Schmontavious oh, okay. Johnson, uh, 14 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards. He has pretty much about the same stats as Jonathan Brooks. Jonathan Brooks had about 20 something less carries and, you know, has been hurt. Um, Xavier Ole, Odunze, Odunze, Reginald Odunze, uh, He's got 1,500 yeah, yeah, yards yeah, yeah. catching and 13 touchdowns. So basically, our secondary is fucked. It's going to be a rough sledding for those guys. The If you can just – the key, the key is can you get pressure? Can you pressure Michael Penix? I know he's great. You think they put a spot on him this time? I don't think there's going to be a – None like Dylan shoot, Gabriel? Man. Um, I mean – I know. That's what I'm. I want to. I want to say they've learned from mistakes, but I have no idea. If it, I mean, I, I've been. There's been times where I thought they would fix things and they haven't. But I don't think this is going to be a thing, Longhorns fans, where you can expect uh, Michael Penix to just not have a good game. I, I I expect him to do pretty well, but this is why it's the college football playoff. This is what these teams are going to do. All te- what Texas needs to do is just get pressure and and fluster, for our turn, fluster him enough to where he can't make the throws he always wants to make. And hopefully Quinn Ewers plays good enough uh, that ma- kind of matches his style. 
But I will say that if this Texas team that played Oklahoma State comes out, I'm more too. than confident that UT can win this game. I, I think, think this they're team is really up for, good. They're setting up a Bama-Texas rematch. And that's fine by me because I think we're better me than too. Alabama too. So. All right, wait, wait, so let's look at our predictions for the year because I think I won. I did win actually. I just said we. I just we. You'd predict a win for I'd, Iowa State and Tech, right? Yeah, you picked yeah, pick 30, 35 Texas against Iowa year. State. I picked 20-24. They won 26-16. I win. Um, and then Tech, like, we, I went, let's see, I went, let's see. I went 11-1 in the regular season. And then I said, I just put 12 months, so I picked them against Oklahoma State. And you went 11-2. That sucks. Yeah, because I did the, because uh, at pretty, the beginning of the year... You picked the two loss. You picked two losses. I picked one, and then I wait, and then I quavered on my uh, BYU week. And I was like, I don't feel good, and that was where that was. And then because the I had the idea. Yep. So yeah, I had good the, job, Creighton. Yeah, good job, Creighton. I was gonna say I had the OU game. So we both. Hey, listen, we. <laughs> I think we we did this last year. We was like eight and four. So this is much better. I enjoy being twelve win team is a much is a it's a much more fun time. I'll say that. I mean, it's great. It's absolutely great. I are we geniuses? I don't know. I just all I have to say is that the Beaver Boys totally picked Texas to win double digit games. Yeah, won money off that. Weren't, so. They won money at the Iowa State game. That was fun. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So okay, uh-huh, let's let's go. go into the playoff now because why not? What do you got for your prediction here, Creighton? Wow, I. It's, it, it it is in the Superdome, dude. They're playing honestly, the Sugar it's Bowl. Just, it is just it is, is just home good field advantage New Orleans. Texas, honestly, the whole way through. Because if they win this game, they get a Houston home team match in NRG Stadium the following week. Which that's the that's that's an exciting thought if they can do it. You want to talk about how much now? Luckily, the good thing is, is that we're no longer dealing with the Big 12. So I don't think ticket uh, ticket releases are going to be a problem. I think they'll give us plenty of tickets. And if that's the case, the amount of burn orange that would be at a Texas National Championship in Houston would be amazing. So, back to the game. Like I said, we're playing in NOLA, Superdome, Sugar Bowl. A place that we're somewhat familiar with. This is where Sam Ellinger made his legend against the Georgia team. That oh my god, he said, he said the words <laughs> so, there. He said the words there. I, shit, shit, uh, shit. He did, and you know what? I'm gonna say this, Joe. We're only two games away from saying it again, and I I can't believe we're that close. But I can I can taste it. We're almost there to being able to say it. I think Texas showed that that they are a ultra talented team. And when they're on, when they are on, I'm not sure anybody can beat them. And it's not like Washington has been blowing out opponents the past few weeks. They obviously had to duke it out with Oregon. I get is a really good team. They had to duke it out with Washington State, 24-21. Same thing happened the week before with Oregon State, 22-20. Utah, they only won by seven. The last blowout win they had was against... A USC team that ended up only losing, I mean, winning seven games, lost five. They won that game by 
only 10 points at that point. Really not even a blowout, 52-42. And then the week before that, Stanford, another nine-point win. I mean, these, this team this entire year basically has skirted by. And I know that Texas is not every every week has just dominated. I mean, Houston game is a good one. Kansas State's a good example. But the last two weeks, when it mattered most, Texas has played their best football. And Washington has just kind of gotten by. They've just kind of survived. And I think that's going to go a long way for Texas. I think they're confident. I think they understand that they're the best when they are on. And that D-line is playing at a level that I don't think anybody else is right now. And, man, I want to see what Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy can do trying to get to Michael Penix Jr. I think this is going to be a fun one. I think C.J. Baxter is going to have a day. And I think the University of Texas, Joe, for the first time since 09, is going to go back to the national championship game. They're going to beat the Washington Huskies. They're going to get another uh, payback win on the revenge tour because Washington beat us last year in the Alamo Bowl. They're going to get another payback win. They're going to win this ball game. I had to go over 30 because we've just been doing it so much. Going the Longhorns, 38. The Washington Huskies. You ready for this one? Wow. 21. 17 points. Yeah, swing, great. Baby. I agree with everything you said there, but I'm going to go 35-33 Texas. I think it's going to be a lot closer, and I think it's going to be because Penix versus our secondary. I don't trust our secondary at all. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they come out and play well. But if they don't, oh, boy, you know. So, But I, I really think that Texas wins this game. I think they go off to play probably Alabama, and then we'll have to wait and see. I kind of want to go to Houston. I'm not going to the game. Tickets are so expensive right now, but 3000 bucks for a ticket. Did you see the price? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. Think about if it, when that matchup actually happens, like let's say Texas and Alabama gets in. I cannot wait to see what that ultimate price is on a fan resale ticket once it's all when it's all locked in. Oh lord, it'll be it'll be bad. It'll be so bad. But you have to admit, if you're a Texas fan, I would hope that you win Alabama. I mean, Mich- I mean, Michigan would be fun. I'm not don't get me wrong, but you have to win Alabama because there's a lot of storylines to this, Joe. If we get to this point, one. Texas is coming back to rematch for the 9 what if game that basically kickstarted the Nick Saban's oh, true. dominance era. Steve Sarkeesian is coming to coach against his oh, old dude, his old coach who he has plenty of times has, you know, they're friends. He has talked about him and what he is as a mentor. He is coming to coach against his mentor, the guy that practically helped him get back to this high level of coaching, you know, they're playing in Houston. They're going to the SEC next year. And also for the second, if you can beat this Alabama team, you beat an Alabama team two times in one year, which is something that does not happen with the Nick Saban squad. So there is a, there's a lot of juicy storylines, but first they got to get through Washington and there's a lot of juicy storylines there, man. We basically started – we gave Michael Penix his career, if you ask me. So, you know, he kind of got hot during our time, and here he goes still going. But I li- I'm glad – I'm excited to see what we can do against uh, the Huskies with a full team now. Last year, we did not have – all of our guys set yeah. out. So, yeah, no, exactly. That's why that's I'm not even going to look at last year. That's what I'm not even going to compare to last year because, you know, like you said, we had – like if Bichon played, we kicked their ass. 
100%. Right, so there you go. There's the answer right there. If all if that's all you have to say, then you should feel pretty good about going into this game. If one player was enough to make a difference, then you should feel good oh, about where you are because this team is much better much than last. So, Even with well, Bijan. We'll have to wait and see. You know. uh, January 1st, New Year's Day. Night game. We, we get the night, night game. game. Oh, my God. We get the night game. I can't... I thought we were going to have to wake up at 10 a.m. to play a Sugar Bowl <laughs> semifinal. So this is this is nice. This this is nice that we're that all the dust is going to settle, and as it so often is, the world will be watching the University of Texas in prime time. And wow, I mean, just let's just take a moment to reflect on this. How how how? I mean, how, it's been forever, Joe, but we're here. We are here in the playoff. We did it. And I mean, it feels this feels great. We we're we are actually in the freaking college football playoff. We we are here. It's yeah, it's we, weird. We finally it's made weird it. To we say we that. did it. We made it, Joe. We made it. We we did it, Joe. We did it. You're in the oh, college football playoff. If we win, if we win it all, it's over. We're back. We're back. Like you said, we're back. We're... Yeah, you. That's that's when you get the. That's when you get to say it, and. I think so many people thought that not Texas fans, this is not Texas fans. I think non-Texas fans thought this day might never come again, but we all knew that there was only going to be a matter of time. You get the right coach with the right style, the right culture has the right idea with these resources that UT has. It was only a matter of time. And Sark gets it, man. Sark knows what winning here means. And I think he cares a lot and he knows what these guys demand. And then I'm talking about the donors and the fan base and not to take shots, but he understands it's not all about guaranteeing, you know, NIL money. And from the donor side, it's all not about throwing $75 million at somebody and saying that that's going to be the reason they win. Take a shot, so the, I, this is, no, this is a different Texas team. By the way, do you see um, that they're, they are losing massive, massive amounts of those 2022 recruits that from last year that was deemed like the, best ever college yep. recruiting class ever whatever they've they they lost their number one prospect and they're losing some other guys so yep. this is an open invitation yeah, we, Come yeah. we win ball games now we're, we're a playoff, we're, team. We're a we playoff, playoff team. team how about that how, how about, about that apples? Uh, i'm, I'm so excited i hope you're excited too because uh, uh are, no we, are, we, no, are we going no to nola Dude, I are just we doing no the money. nola trip I have no money. if you don't pay for gas are you are you I'm are you no are you no money or are you below zero dollars below zero money. dollars no money? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go for UT, baby. The, the horns stay up. In my the horns stay up. So. He, I, I have to say this about I mean I could come not, over and watch I mean, a game not, with not you. That's free, right? Harp on. Oh I don't know, God. maybe I need to make a cover oh, charge man. for this one. Do you think? Do you think we're gonna see a lot of Texas? But before I get to my point, do you think we're gonna see a lot of uh, new oh, burn orange Texas UT fans, fans now? Real T-shirt fans. Okay, the guy, the guys that for the law, you know, they didn't want anything to do with us, and now here they are. They're like, oh, you know what? Maybe you guys aren't so bad. I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I have to say this, that because we're playing them next year, and it got announced not too long ago. We're basically now in a rotation of 365 days until that time. Um, the fact that 
Texas A&M, you had, you had 13 years. You had 13 years to get your crap together just to get one, one playoff appearance, one single playoff appearance. All you had to do, you had 13 years of Texas's worst football era ever, period, and you could not get it done. Unbelievable. Welcome to the backseat, little bro. We'll be the we'll be there next year to take the entire SEC crown. I'm I'm excited for what this team is bringing in the future to this conference because I think that they're going to be able to hang with these boys from the get go. But so many teams, Tech is another one that chirped a lot. So many of these teams had all these years to just get something together, and at the end of the day, Joe, Texas comes back and ends up resurrecting themselves before any of those guys can get their feet off the ground. It's, it's so nice, nice it's to very see. very nice. So we will and celebrate what we can win. and hope this continues on into the future. But right now, we're in the playoff. Folks are in the playoff. Folks are Washington. We're in the playoff. Raise your hand if you're going to, if you're now one of the only time, you're the, you're one of the only teams to ever make it. 15, only one of 15 teams to ever make it's a top us. four college football playoff. It's over, folks. This is the last year we get to raise our hand. There's a lot of folks that didn't think we'd get to, right? That, oh, it's awesome. It's so, we're, You thought we were oh, obnoxious before. 100%. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. We made the four-team playoff. How about that? Suck it, TCU. If we, if we, win, right. if we win it, We're too. one of the oh only – yeah, oh that's God. right. Oh, we're coming for Just the Horn Frogs. Win, we're coming win, for the Aggies. One game, we're, we're, we're coming for the Red Raiders. Forever. They – Dude, they never won. They never, the won. they never won a game like, there. So if we win in one game. They never won. You know what, Baker Mayfield? If we win after Baker Mayfield said how many cha- how many he's got more Big Twelve championships in Texas, wow, I'm gonna we're gonna lay into him. But we gotta handle business. Yes, we do. And so we might be on the highest though. holidays, stuff like that. But we'll be back with the preview of the game. Uh, or what what do you wanna do? You wanna do a preview of the game? Yeah, we'll do a preview. I mean, like we only have like basically three and a half weeks, so we'll probably have uh, we can we can take a we can have our bye week bye, as bye we week. for it's the holidays. It's the holidays. You know, it takes. A, that's right. Oh, that too. Well, we have the bye week, then we have Christmas. Let's see. So, yeah, we're we'll back. Uh, let's see. January first is the game, Ooh. so we'll do one before probably that week. I mean, yeah, honestly, we'll only be gone uh, for we'll two be gone, weeks. We'll be gone three we'll be weeks. Twenty eighth, because the first is on a Monday, so you know and. Not yet. Did you get your Big 12 championship shirt yet? Oh wait, no yeah. wait, hold on. Yeah, sorry, you're under zero. But Rally House has them if you if you find you sure. find yourself yeah, winning I'm like sure. a lottery ticket. We'll have in a month. So, I made I made I went today. I went yeah, today to get them. They're only thirty dollars. Why? Let's go get them. And you know what I did? Nice. I made the Aggie nice. check me out. So take that. Yeah, that's like, right. Ugh. That's what I did. <laughs> He had a really sad look on his face. You were like, "Hey, how's your bro?" He was pretty oh, upset. Oops. And I was like, "This, this is this the best." Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, I, I was looking for the A and M one. Do you have it? Yeah, I didn't. So, think but so. yeah, yeah. So, this is a winner's podcast. Okay, only only playoff teams allowed in this podcast <laughs> from now on. That's us. Uh, so but yeah, we'll that. be back at the end of the month before the game to talk oh, about it. Uh, enjoy the holidays. I'm gonna sleep until 
Well, I'm glad we're back, Joe. Yeah, Joe's moving, Joe's exhausted. Moving stuff. Fuck Nebraska. Moving stuff. It's number um, three. Fuck Nebraska and um, except Paulo. Paulo's cool. He's in Omaha. No, not the those guys the too, state. man. It's they had 13 the years to figure state. it out. They didn't. Well, they either. sucked too. It, we well, they sucked too. <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll be back, and folks, have enjoy the holidays, enjoy family, and as always, the Texas are upon you and hook up.